millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Punk, the real world's champion. Is he a face? Is he a heel? Is everyone a heel but CM Punk? Who knows? We are here to discuss why CM Punk should turn heel. I'm Tempest, your host for today's AEW Collision Review here on the Russell Talk Podcast channel, and I'm joined by the lovely and wonderful Dan Layton. This is the first podcast we've ever this done is today. The first podcast we've ever done. I've, I have officially complete. Well, I've been sat. I have officially completed the Wrestle Talk podcast, but Sat and I are both color commentary, so that would just sure. be a chaos show. Could you imagine if the, if you guys left me and Sat in charge? How would that go? I don't know. I don't know how the podcast would start. <laughs> I don't know how it would stay on the rails. I think the answer is it wouldn't. I think the people want to see it. We will see. Of course, <laughs> let us know what you think of Collision and what you think of CM Punk, whether he's a face, a heel, somewhere in between, what he should do by sending in your ultra chats. Pardon Actually, me, your it now oh god not another one no mega chats no mega chats yeah. because he's not on this, not show? on this show very good Thank send you. in your no mega chats to uh the the, the link <laughs> i don't have to give the link that's the one we'll read them out over the five us dollar amount listen i haven't done a live smackdown <laughs> podcast since like december so i'm a little rusty i better get back on it though because this is the week of tempest and i'm gonna be doing all these reviews yeah you, you can like uh, but don't worry i'm on tomorrow as well so we've yeah. got two of these we'll work it out hell We're yeah gonna be fine so this show started with ricky starks your owen hart cup winner Ricky Starks coming down to the ring to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. And immediately he's got a little bit more of that cockiness, that brashness yeah. that got him over in the first place as a heel. I mean, he was backed up with a with a pyro that was for the for the ages. It was, I think, the longest amount of pyro yeah. I may have ever seen. And it all happened at the same time. I feel like it's this over bit by bit, we're seeing little tie-ins with Fight Forever. Mm -hmm. Like things start looking like they do in Fight Forever. This felt like when you're just button mashing at the start of an entrance and there's so much pyro yeah. so I, I think this was a tie-in and i'm fine with it yeah so this was very fun of course a metric ton of of pyro ian riccoboni said it was a hundred thousand dollars worth of pyro and that <laughs> might have been undershooting it by the it's, end just probably don't say those things while we're in a cost of living crisis <laughs> is what i would say ian yeah, but. <laughs> regardless this then led to an interview. Ricky Starks, again, wasn't 
all the way heel. Like, he obviously played the heel role right. on this show. He was on the heel side in the main event, which we'll get to. But he wasn't... He wasn't talking down about Jushin Thunder Liger, for example. He kind of scooted over it. He scooted over it. He kind of came across as more of a tweener than a full-on heel, mm. but definitely someone who has gone from just kind of, I don't want to say a bland baby face, but someone who had kind of plateaued and gone back to what has definitely got him over in the first place. So he did a very good job cutting a little promo here, talking about it's not, it's not going to be about how it's going to be about how many when they yeah. look back on it the fact that he held the ropes and cheated to win the owen hart cup doesn't matter it's going to be that he's the owen hart cup winner mm -hmm. people like to call him a pillar he doesn't want to be a pillar because how many of those people have won the owen hart cup none of them he's going on about this he brings out a bag with him and everyone's like oh what's in the bag and he's like you want to know what's in the bag nothing i just want to show off my louis v after i won last week everybody cheers it's a really good little moment and sure enough who interrupts him but the man that he pinned last week, that being CM Punk. CM Punk coming down, getting the kind of reaction we come to expect of CM mm -hmm. Punk this uh, this go-around, this time in New Jersey. And New Jersey was on one on this Oh, they had, a, they had things to say. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to get to it. Them. We'll get to it as we go through this show, but man, oh man, were they on one. He comes down to the ring. And he says, listen, I'm not going to rain on your parade, Ricky. I'm not the the guy who's going to say that I've never cheated at anything. And I'm not going to stand here in front of all of these people in New Jersey who have definitely never cheated at anything in their lives. <laughs> and if maybe if you had more of the winning instinct that the New Jersey Devils should have had, maybe they would have made it out of the first round. Ha ha, Devil. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. I picked them to go far in my pool. So <laughs> that aside... Sucks to suck, New Jersey, but I'm a Leafs fan, so I get it. Hockey. It's okay. I know. It's all right. I know. We're in the dog <laughs> days of summer. You have, you have to know. You're a I, Leafs fan. I know. Like. I know full well, Dan. But regardless, the point of this section of the promo was CM Punk just asking Ricky, are you going to be able to sleep at night knowing mm. that you, you won this tournament not being able to beat CM yeah. Punk? And he goes to turn around and walk away. And Ricky just says, hey bro, where are you going? You know, this, this bag, this Louie bag, that's as empty as the bag that you've been carrying around. Everybody goes, oh, and that stops Punk, who hadn't stopped to hear what Ricky was going to say. He was going to keep going up the ramp. He stops, he turns around, comes back down. And he just gets back on the mic and says, you want a shot? What's in the bag, Ricky? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? You want a shot at what's in the bag? Because, or are you just like Max and you just don't want me to have it? Because I'm the real world's champion. Has he said that before? I feel like he I, hasn't no, said I those feel words. Like this was the first time where he explicitly yeah. said, In the bag. What's, what in, what's in the bag and blah, blah, blah. And then this was one of those promo segments where interrupted by this guy and then interrupted by this guy as Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out and Christian. My, my, this marvelous, marvelous man comes down and says, Punk, nobody, nobody would ever hold a title that they hadn't won mm. as he's holding the TNT championship. Everybody laughs. It's very good stuff. Teehee. Teehee. He comes down to the ring and he gets blown past by Darby Allen, who won the Royal Rampage last week. Finally, a face comes out. Yes. A good guy. It was a very strange dynamic on this show. Everybody was hated, it seemed. Darby Allen comes out, and he and Punk are all buddy-buddy because mm. they had their match last year at, at All Out, and they've, they've teamed, or two years ago at All Out, pardon me, and they've had matches since. 
Punk did the sting face paint, the surface sting face paint. Feels like a year ago. It was more. Regardless, Darby says, ah, Ricky, you don't want to be one of these pillars. I don't want to be one of these pillars. Everybody who stands with AEW, they're the ones that hold up this company. And Christian and Luchasaurus, why don't we all have a match? Christian, you don't even wrestle anymore. Yeah. You're not the champion. He's like, I am the champion. I'll wrestle you in the main event. And they set up a tag match. Punk and Darby versus Ricky Starks and Christian. So very clearly at this mm. point, Ricky Starks on the heel side right. of the, the page here. However, we go into the main event. Well, cut right to it. It was a long main event. Yeah. These main events on, on Collision tend to go a while, take up a good chunk of the show. And as someone who likes wrestling, I'm certainly not going to complain about that. But this was like it a 25-minute like main event. Collision apart. Yeah. But this is the show where wrestling takes precedent and like sometimes uh, sometimes matches go too long mm -hmm. you know um in in general i'm not even necessarily saying just collision um but like i actually like that it's giving this new show a kind of voice to have matches that go this long oh yeah for sure like yeah. don't get me wrong i think i mean i think 25 minutes for just a regular main event tv tag match with a wonky finish is yeah. maybe a little too long it is but that being said i'm not getting 25 minute main events anywhere else yeah, on, on TV. So I'll, I'll take what I can get. This was a good match. CM Punk was still playing the role of the babyface yeah. in this match. He was the one who was getting pulled off of the apron, running around and being confronted by Luchasaurus as Darby is there. And he's like, oh, there's no one in my corner to tag. <laughs> Punk runs back over and Darby mm -hmm. gets pulled away. Moments like that. It's very good stuff. He and Ricky Starks have a good back and forth. Ultimately, this match ends with Ricky Starks rolling up Darby Allen and yeah. holding on to the ropes again to get the win. Mm. So uh, somehow in his first, like, I don't know, five, six matches, Punk has lost like half of them. Right. I was not expecting no. that when yeah. he came back whatsoever, considering I think he lost twice in his entire run before he got hurt mm. the first time. So I, a change here on Collision for sure. But this leaves us with a question uh, basically is what are we doing here <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to analyze the big picture of right. what the summer of aew is going to be mm. as we head in towards all in yeah. and then all out mm -hmm. and who the challengers are going to be for top titles and that sort of thing clearly there is a thread going with cm punk and mjf over mm. the world title that we haven't focused on because mjf is doing the tag thing with adam cole mm. and that's all very good at the same time, we've got CM Punk and Ricky Starks who now have a, a little no feud sense. going. And CM Punk does not appear to be the one who is about to play heel in the Ricky Starks feud. Mm. But you then compare that to the MJF feud where MJF, I'm not going to say, oh, he's this baby face. He's getting real over because I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fool. I know he is, yeah. but a, a turn with MJF could come at any day. Right. So I'm not locking him into a babyface mm -hmm. role by any means. But in terms of who is being cheered and booed right now mm -hmm. in when they come through the curtain, CM Punk's getting a lot more boos right now than MJF is. So yeah. you play these things together and it leaves you with a question of where CM Punk should be because as it stands, he's just a guy who comes out, gets heavily booed, mm. and then some people, pockets of the fans, cheer very yeah. vociferously for him. It's so interesting because you're, you're dead right. I think it's a question of and there are many questions that go into this because it's not just like, what are we doing storyline-wise? Who's busy where? We're going into All In. Immediately following All In is All Out. Mm -hmm. And where's All Out? Well, it's in Chicago. So Chicago is to date the only place where Punk has got a pretty overwhelmingly positive reaction. Mm -hmm. There were some booze in there. That was all part of his promo. Um, but when you look at this, this show as a whole, 
Um, and we always try and think like, what's our lead story? What are we really right. going to talk about? What's the big tech talking point from this episode? And with Collision, honestly, there haven't been that many. We've had a tournament. We've had um, one of the, well, no, we had two of the best tag matches I've ever seen mm-hmm. um, come in the space of seven days. Yeah. So uh, thanks very much for that. Um, but the um, the big sort of question mark that has sort of been the the, the cloud cloud is maybe the wrong word over the whole show has been cm punk and cm punk's mm-hmm. return to aw and what this looks like and what this means and when i was watching this opening promo the first thing i wrote down was oh this is a heel promo like ricky starks is, is playing a heel from my perspective because he's talking about his flashy clothes and he's talking about his yes. prada shoes and he's talking about his louis vuitton bag and he's obfuscating and not looking at the question not being honest and whatever then out comes punk and some of the things that punk is saying made it feel like a double heel promo like there's mm-hmm. two heels in the ring and the reaction he's getting is also a heel and then christian cage comes down and i'm like okay well this is a triple heel promo so it's just really interesting um that then when we when we get to the main event, which by the way, to an equal, I'm an equal opportunity dinger. This was WWE carny nonsense. What was your main event if it wasn't this? And I don't appreciate it because I expect yeah. more from this company. Um, it, the 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 idea that they didn't have a show, um, and so they had 25 minutes at the end of the show with nothing. Even yes. if they just said, "Oh, this match was going to be Christian Cage versus." Darby Allen, yeah, and then Darby's like, "Well, not why don't we make it a tag match? Like something like that." Sure, you you do do better. Yeah, AW. for for those not necessarily following, it's the the philosophy of you start your show in kayfabe without mm. a main event booked. Yeah, there's no main event in place yeah. that people will have paid to see that's advertised, etc. Yeah. And then as soon as the show starts, all the people get in the ring and say, "Well, let's wrestle in the main event," which is such an AEW doesn't do that, no. and, I, and I feel like, but but also minor. Because then when we do get the match, the match is really good. But what's fascinating about it is you get all of these different reactions. And I'm going to scroll right the way down to my to my notes for this. Which is, um, you get the competing Punk and Ricky chants. And something that Luke has always talked about is the idea that when, when you had Cena, it was, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Right. So Cena was getting heat, but his opponent wasn't. Whereas in this... It, it very much is an anti-CM Punk pro-Ricky, which is odd because Ricky is, to my mind, playing the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm my question starts becoming, at this stage, I wonder if you just lean in and have Punk be the heel. Because having Punk versus MJF, are you in a hurry necessary, necessarily to get that, to that match? I think there's a lot of space to play with that. I think that the MJF and Adam Cole have kind of hit lightning in a bottle here they've really kind of hit gold because their dynamic is so far i love it i i watch it weekly and i'm all in i'm pun not intended all in for it um and i'm and i'm starting to think it's that thing of like this was supposed much like Sami Zayn in the bloodline over on the wwe side this was supposed to be a short story but mm-hmm. actually because they're working so well together and the creative juices in my head are starting to flow and go oh, you could go here with it you could go here with it you could go here with it maybe eke it out a bit longer maybe mm-hmm. take some don't, don't let it overstay its welcome but you know go with it so then i'm like well what would i do in that story and right. my argument there is i would have adam cole be the one to do the turn solidify mjf as the baby face and have punk be the heel and neither of them i feel definitely necessarily need to do a giant twist in their character to become those things mjf just stops insulting people as mm-hmm. viciously as he is but he could be an anti-hero punk just carries on doing his punk thing but leans into the sort of bitter old man element mm-hmm. of it a little bit more um but then 
it's like where do you do it i think i think it's the long game i think i just had an idea of Please. when something might happen mm. here and this is pure speculation of course but in terms of giving things time to breathe and giving this mjf adam cole thing enough time to be as great as it can be what if you had mjf world champion mjf into the fall CM Punk enters the Eliminator Tournament, wins it at full gear, and they do the match at the Thanksgiving Chicago episode of Dynamite, mm. where they did their first back-and-forth promo. Oh, he did a little parallel, didn't he? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's quite nice. You know? That's quite nice. I'm just thinking of, like, in an ideal world, you'd probably want to do the Punk-MJF match in mm. either Long Island or Chicago. Well, the interesting thing about, thing about Chicago that's is fun. because it was the one place where he does have that massive reaction, mm -hmm. if you double down on MJF being the good guy, guy and punk being the heel in this feud and then you do the blow-off match in chicago i don't think you're going to get that reaction because mm -hmm. i mean maybe i'm wrong um but chicago you could just... do that and then do a rematch in long island a couple yeah, weeks later because they seem to do those two cities fairly mm. close to one another at the end of the year i i i just think there's money in both adam cole and mjf and mjf and punk and i think that you can take time with the mm -hmm. punk mjf storyline it's nice that they've mentioned it it's nice that we've got the bag it's nice that we've got punk and mjf both being on the same show next week hopefully there'll be some form of uh interaction if not like a big a big deal um because by the way i have mjf and cole winning the titles that's what i want more than anything wow. like so, sorry sorry to ftr but um i think it would be a really interesting development in the storyline um but yeah i don't know it's just this 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 i'm, I'm sitting there and i'm watching punk desperately try to be this like babyface man of the people kind of thing and i'm seeing darby allen come out there and give this very meta line where he's like you know he's a ride or die and we've got the stuff coming out recently about the the book saying that they might have done all they can they've got uh, omega saying he goes where the books go there's question marks about their contracts and their extensions mm -hmm. and the whole shebang which like is as much you know show business smoke and mirrors as, as anything else it's negotiating tactic it's you know is this real is this not real who really knows but it's when it's mentioned it's there when you have Punk kind of a couple of weeks in a row now look a little bit thrown by the crowd reaction. There was that whole section at the beginning of the match where um, they've got Christian on a wrist lock. And by the way, I want to put over Christian selling in this Absolutely. Match. Let's put over Christian who hasn't been talked about enough on this yeah, podcast. I love Christian. I, I genuinely think Christian is like maybe a top five worker in AEW. Oh, yeah. And oh, then, yeah. Think of all the people that are in AEW right now. And there was like a year period after he lost to Kenny Omega at All Out where he just maybe wrestled five mm. matches on TV. Yeah. And that is simply not enough. <laughs> no. I mean, did you see the picture of him on Twitter that he posted? Yeah. Where like, I wrestled in a turtleneck, but by the way, I am shredded. Like, it's, it's so, I mean, it was incredible. But like, yeah, not only is he great as a, as a worker, that ladder match at Double Nothing I thought was so fun. Mm -hmm. But also like in this match, there's the bit where he's... um being thrown by punk between the the and he's giving it this whole ah! <laughs> selling which just tickled me so much but in this wrist lock segment where like darby's got him in a wrist lock he tags punk people are booing because punk is tagged in so punk is like do you want to hear him instead and they tag and they do this for a bit he's explained to the crowd but it is a dissonant moment where i'm like god it just feels like you would have more fun and it's not even like a super cena cena sucks thing mm -hmm. it just feels like you would have more fun and more creative satisfaction if you just lean in and have let, let punk and he doesn't ha like i say he doesn't have to tweak the character that much yeah i think it would be far more interesting and you could tell and and the, i guess the tricky thing is if they've done this to try and elevate ricky starks who again 
I think is a great talent. Like, I think he has got a look. I think he's, he's good and getting better in the ring. I think this promo showed that he's got it. He needs to refine the skill a little bit, but he definitely got it in the promo game. Um, and he's got a theme to go with it. Cause don't you just love singing along to that thing? Don't I just, um, so if you're trying to push and give this moment and, and by giving him the Owen, you are giving him mm-hmm. this moment. It would almost be a shame to stifle that by having punk go heel as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit like at some point we're going to have to S and get off the pot mm-hmm. with this. We're going to have to make a decision. We can't keep fencing it. Cause I like a tweener as much as the next guy. And I like the idea of like existing in this gray area but it just doesn't feel like this this gray area is that great. No. See, the the comparison that I want to make, and follow me here, because it's not one for one by any means. It is slightly apples to oranges. But I think the big thing is the it would be more fun to lean in aspect of it. Mm. Where you're right. You don't have to tweak the character hardly at all. Um, it. I was just watching clips from 09 when Punk cashed in on Jeff Hardy mm. and he didn't change his character at all. He's yeah. just like, oh, so I just happen to do the same thing I've always done to someone that you don't like or right. someone that you love right now. Yeah. And now you don't like me. So mm. what, is that, what does that say about you? Mm. I didn't do anything different, blah, 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 that sort of thing. So it's very much CM Punk to not have to change who he is. It's just all of a sudden people don't like him because he is this volatile figure. But in terms of the booking and the presentation on TV... It's like Roman Reigns circa, like, I want to say it was like 20, um, oh gosh, 2018, I want to say. is Roman Reigns 2018 when he went into Money in the Bank and faced Jinder Mahal, Mm -hmm. right? And that was just a pay-per-view match Mm -hmm. waiting for Brock to come back. The problem that people had at that point, because this was like the peak of, oh, well, if he's getting booed, isn't he already a heel (laughs) thing? It's not just are people booing him, yes mm. or no. It is then who he gets matched up it's with. Booking. It's the booking. It's the dynamics mm. that will be able to be much better if instead of having CM Punk get booed like you had Roman Reigns getting booed, mm. instead of just having that and then the person playing opposite them is a Jinder Mahal, also a heel, mm. or in this case, like Ricky Starks, also a heel, yeah. or insert any number of different heels that'll be on collision in the next few months. If you actually turn them heel instead, then the person on the opposite side of them can be cheered opposite this Mm. big heel, not really heel persona dead on. And I think that's why I'm so uh, hooked on this MJF thing Mm -hmm. because uh, it's, it's one of those, this, this then sort of becomes frustrating because on the one hand, the stars are aligning for the, for them both to have a turn. On the other hand, the stars aren't aligning because MJF's got a far more interesting story at the moment. Right. Um, so it's this thing of like, if if because the fans are cheering for MJF because actually, I and I do think it would be a more narratively satisfying moment for MJF to earnestly want this friendship and mm-hmm. to have found a kindred spirit, and then suddenly Adam Cole turns on him, and you have. <laughs> Of all the people, MJF be a sympathetic babyface. Because I think a the crowd, babyface, you could wait and have him be like, "This is why I don't trust people." Yeah, yeah, and and, and I know? think so many of us would understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think when if Adam Cole were to turn on MJF, Adam Cole would also be turning on us. Because let me tell you, my little tag team heart on Dynamite the other week when they both have shared gear, but then when they played the theme and it's the mashup, I. I was so emotional. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is wonderful!" So like, 
the idea that Cole would betray me <laughs> in a way um, is kind of like a beautiful thing. So I, I just, I don't know, there's something. And then, but then we love a heel who has a justification. Mm-hmm. And Punk, for all the faults of him, he thinks he's right. He thinks he's right. And it's hard to argue with him that if we aren't in that locker room, right? Maybe they are a bunch of unprofessionals. Maybe Punk is a little bit too Oscar the Grouch, right? And maybe he's uh, exaggerating and it's a little bit much. But maybe he is a little bit like, dude, I've been in the business so long and stop treating like kids or whatever. And then he's just in that moment, he's grumpy, he's tired, he's old, he's achy. And he all comes out. And then his punishment is not just, you know, here's a fine, have a couple of weeks off, go into, go into therapy yeah. with, the, with the books, go into couples therapy. Um, it's, no, we're going to like, put you on ice and take your belt off you yeah. work that into the storyline. And he's got a perfectly justifiable reason. And then he can, he can do that thing of, Oh, now you guys are cheering MJF, this guy who mm-hmm. has been awful for so long. Like what? And, and again, it's the yeah. justification of it all. So I, I, my, it's just so frustrating that the, the, the stars are aligning for two separate things. Right. That are far apart because I don't want to see, um, punk interfere in the Cole MJF storyline, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to see um, Cole interfere in the Punk. M- I did say that one. I meant strike. I know that, strike that reverse it. Willie Wonka moment. Yeah. I guess and now I've just said that out loud. I guess what you could do is have Cole still be a good guy and they be the tag team champs while they do this. Could do. And actually, that's where your turn could happen. I don't know. But, Who knows? Yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing. There, it could go a million different directions. It, this all could have been blown off by the end of the summer. We got two pay-per-views at the end of yeah. August. You oh, know? They're, they're, and they're so close together. Yeah. I don't know what you do with that. But that said, sorry, the, the final thing I've just noticed in my notes that again doubles down on this idea of um, keeping Ricky Stark's momentum going is that he repeated his cheating technique to right. win this match. And that is like, nah, it's momentum for Ricky Stark. Yes. Don't undercut that by having... Um, this storyline thrown the bin for two heels. Mm-hmm. It's a tricky one. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's see what you think about Collision and what you thought about CM Punk and his possible heel turn. Maybe, maybe not. Make sure, of course, that if you have any other thoughts, you send them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And we will read out all of the $5 and above uh, no mega chats before the end of the show. Zubay212 says, I honestly think AEW, uh, a more, I also think AEW more for letting the fans decide face or heel, especially with Punk. He's just being him and people can decide whether or not they love him or hate him. He's just enjoying doing what he wants. And I don't think he needs to be either. I, th- I like that. As an as a technique, mm-hmm. it's just when you are building the the the. If he were in multiple storylines, they need to book it that way. It's one right. thing to allow the character to do whatever he wants and have him be that tweener. It's another thing when you are explicitly trying to book him as a, as a sort of good guy or as this this face of this brand that you need to it's build. Like Cody, the brand, yeah, and and it's so it's just it's tricky. I think yeah. I think he needs to be in the short term so that in the long term you yeah. can do what you want charles berg says i agree nobody wants a charitable mensch punk it just seems disingenuous we all know a caustic man child punk will always be more entertaining than a courageous manumitter punk aew needs a cancerous mole punk people already want him removed anyways jam that jam charles charles put your thesaurus down <laughs> scott carpenter says was that a show uh was at the show was my first show ever it was a shame it had to be in the dirty disgusting vile swamps of new jersey but crowd was electric and punk reaction was split until the match started then it was 100 percent on punk's side first show and full first ultra chat well thank you very much scott i hope thank you enjoyed yourself <laughs> despite being in, i love uh, this heel promo scott's cut on yeah. the state of new jersey that's uh, that's quite yeah. Spectacular. We'll get into the rest of your uh, no mega chats at the end of the show. Make sure you send those in five US dollars and above to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Because it was an interesting show, so I, I oh, hope you got please show. let us know what you think. Yes, please do. So We'll get into the rest of the show here. We had our opening match, that being Action Andretti and Darius Martin versus Jay White and Juice Robinson. Yeah. My first note about this, and if you've been following me on Twitter, you may have noticed I'm possibly coming around on the subject. I'm willing to give these little 
Bang Bang Booty Boys, uh, a chance. I had to watch this match on mute because the ass boys were just screeching at they ringside. Were, it was like really Molina in 06. And you were watching it with headphones. I was watching it just on telly and I was still a little bit bothered. I can't imagine what that's like with you. That said, they didn't get involved. They didn't get involved. Could have been worse. Which I appreciated. However, shut the F up, guns. <laughs> I'm trying here. I'm trying to like you. I'm trying. You got a cool entrance. It's such an interesting um, pairing. Because it was a thing that they paired them up and then they haven't done anything with it because mm. they had the, the um, FTR Bullet Club Gold feud. And now they're back together. That it's a little bit like, oh, okay, the momentum hasn't yeah. sort of got in there yet. Um, what did you think of the match, though? I thought it was a good little match. Yeah. Like, I think Action Andretti and Darius Martin are like a fun pairing that is... Biden time until Dante can come back. Yeah. This poor top flight, the most injury stricken tag team I've ever seen. Yeah. These are the unluckiest guys I've ever seen in the business. But I thought it was a fun little match. I think Juice and Jay are obviously a fantastic heel oh, team. That's great. not that's not news. Yeah. And watching a couple of uh, very flippy, fun, high paced uh, baby faces mm. on the other side. I think that was a just a, a solid little yeah. match. Nothing it, that I will go out of my way to ever watch again by no. any means. But again, just fine. No, it, I mean know, it's a thing that stuff. Bullet Club needed a uh, they needed a win. They yeah. needed to get their little not not get their momentum back, but they just needed us to remember that actually, yes, you know they are a, a, a big player. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this match absolutely delivered with that. I loved. I've written down. I always pick out a particular bit that I just love. I love Andretti's counter out of a delayed suplex into a small package. Mm -hmm. Like there, he's he's holding him up in that in that um, suplex just like showing off and Andretti just knees him in the head and then gets him down into a yeah. small package which is just a lovely little sequence that I really enjoyed um, and next week we get them with the king game yeah yeah. As it, I was about to put over Andretti hit a, a corkscrew yeah. crossbody it was like a corkscrew torneo and it looked fantastic it to me was the highlight of the match yeah. and next week you're getting the most high flying of high flying yeah. guys right now so that should be a very fun match. Of course, this match ended, I believe, uh, Juice Robinson. They just hit the parade of finishers. Juice Robinson hit his... Uh, or, or did he? It? Because it wasn't on screen. No. I have to... I, I, I'm sorry to the people who don't like it when we call out production or anything like that. But I am a... My degree is literally in film and TV production. Hey, me too. So I... Well, right. So like yeah. this stuff gets right on my tits. Yeah. And, there's a, and, it's, and it's unfortunately infiltrated AEW a couple of times. We missed John Moxley's uh, submission or surrender in the... Uh, yeah. Which I think is criminal because John Moxley brought a bed of nails into the ring and uh, glass into the ring and forks and screwdrivers and was bleeding from about six new wounds despite the one he's already got in his head. So when John Moxley surrenders... Get that on camera uh -huh. because that's such a big moment and it really got on my nerves. This one, they missed Juice doing a splash and then they were like, should we cut to it now? Yeah. Oh, no, we missed the switch. There's not the switchblade. We missed the Blade Runner. Oh, okay. Well, there's the end of the match. And I was just like, guys, come on. Yeah. You're better. Like, I, I, AEW, you're better than this. Anyway. Anyway, Bullet Club Gold hit a parade of finishers got the win pardon me jay white hit the blade runner to uh hit the last finisher get the last laugh get the win hopefully this should be uh, a sign of good things to come that they're not gonna regress back down the card after this loss to ftr yeah, they should because because what they have shown over the past couple of weeks is is that so good yeah. like it's just so good i they better be all in i'll be fuming if i don't get to see him live oh god me too 
Uh, backstage, this is one of the is smallest details, but it's one of my biggest takeaways from the show because it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. There was a backstage shot of Andrade El Idolo, AEW commentators. El Idolo. El I don't know what the deal is with this one. <laughs> They've all got a bet. Who can butcher Andrade's name the most? <laughs> I didn't think this was an especially difficult name. No. But regardless, no. Andrade El Idolo arrives at the arena and he's greeted with a horde of security guys and Rhett Titus. Now, to your casual wrestling fan, someone who watches Raw and SmackDown and maybe Dynamite, Casual Collision. So you can call me out. Say my name. It's fine. For all the Dan Laytons out there who may <laughs> I not don't watch know ROH. Who, I'm sorry. who don't watch Ring of Honor and not even don't watch Ring of Honor, but like, because I, you know that Kevin Steens from Ring oh, of yeah, Honor, yeah. you like, you know, go. I'm not talking about the main event of Ring of Honor. No. I'm talking about a mid-card champion in mm. Ring of Honor, but a mid-card champion who has appeared on AEW television before in matches and stuff because everybody has been a security guy right. for a wrestling show, mm -hmm. you know, doing extra work and such. It's everybody's favorite thing. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, CM it's Punk like the gangster. CM Punk the gangster. Dean Here's Ambrose, the, uh, the, what's the, obviously the, the, the druid, yeah, yeah. etc. Everybody's done some extra work for sure. But I don't know if I've ever seen a guy who has been a champion in your umbrellaed company like this, because he was mid-card champion in Ring of Honor. He was a TV champion. I don't know if I've ever seen someone who has wrestled on AEW programming before then go back and be a security guard extra. And apparently he wrestled on the ROH taping after Collision. <laughs> he, is he just picking up some extra shifts? Listen, Tempo, you know? hard economic times. We've all got to take extra jobs on. And I, I, for one, I respect it. Yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> Everybody needs a part-time job sometimes. That's so funny that we have to, because my issue with that segment was that it was like, the, the, like he's just like, oh, you can't be here today because your actions of last week or whatever. And I was like, what Andrade did last week was just come out on the ramp. Like, yeah, that, he just came down to the he ring. Didn't he didn't anything. even make it there. No, but then McGuinness being like, because we have this big trios match later on, he kind of can't be a ringside because we're worried about it. He's like, Say that in the promo, yeah. but whatever. Regardless, he gets shown the door, and he's just like, oh, the locker room this way? And there's like, no, 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 we're kicking you out. You're not allowed to be here today. Mm. So Andrade gets shown the door. The next match after that was Miro taking on Nick Camarado, and this was a fun little squash. Yeah. It was not even necessarily a squash. It was just a short match because well, Nick was... Camarado was doing the squashing for most of it, yeah. and then Miro got the got the turn Turn the tables because Miro was making his entrance and Nick Camarado attacked him from behind, knocked him down. He rolled down the ramp and mm. and such. Miro getting a big reaction. Love this man. He's a perfect wrestler. I'm the biggest Miro fan in the world. I'm happy to see him on my TV any chance I get. He comes down and they just do a quick little match. Yeah. Nick Camarado beats him up, hits him in the corner, does the running splash, everything. Eventually... Miro cuts him off, rips his shirt off. Everybody goes crazy. He hits his kick. He hits the game over, mm -hmm. locks it in, kind of works it to get Nick Camarado, who's a giant muscular man, into this move. And eventually Nick Camarado tapped out. Did he? So, well, no, he didn't tap, he didn't out. tap out. at all. I also don't think he verbally submitted, but nope. they said he did. So whatever. Production. I don't think the people in the Production. cheap seats are going to... Uh, 
that's fine. Call foul. But I liked. Um, I'm a. I'm a same as you, big Miro fan. I. I've wanted to see more full Miro than just Miro is in action. Um, yes. and I liked the fact that this one, while still being Miro in action, was at the very least a little bit different. It's someone of his size. Mm-hmm. There was there were odds for him to overcome bit by bit. Just would like him to have a proper go at yeah. someone because I'm in and the like the crowd the crowd care. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. This is the difficult thing because I've been trying to think like, what, what, what would you do? What are you so going to do right now? My what thing would was, your um, fantasy booking pitch I'll for tell Miro? You, I have it. And I think I might have said it before on this very podcast, but mine is um, I'm going to have him break Orange Cassidy in half mm-hmm. and take the international title. Because uh, the story of Orange Cassidy at the moment is he's taken on all comers, yeah. uh, perhaps advisedly. He's got tape. Uh, on essentially yep. every part of his body at this moment. So I would not even necessarily in a squash match, I think giving Orange Cassidy some offense in would be quite nice. But Miro breaks Orange Cassidy. You, you do the Brody Lee Cody right. match. Yeah. Basically. We're, yeah. It was the same story. Cody just did an open challenge. It was hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt. Yeah. He was hurt too bad. And a monster came along and killed him. There you go. I, I think it's simple. I think it's effective. And I think it then it gives Miro a belt. It gives something else to go on on uh, Collision. And I'm. I would like to see it. That's yeah. my. That's what I do with Miro next. Because then Regular you can put him in a program with, with. And he could do open challenges. Yeah. Like you know. Regular Miro matches. I can speak from experience. Are a very good time. I. I want to see more of of this guy. I know a lot of people win. I think it was just like a lot of people saying that Miro should beat uh, Orange Cassidy like immediately upon his return, and everyone's like, no, you can't reward this guy who's been sitting out by having him beat this guy who's had mm. the best match on every show for nine months or whatever. But if you have Miro back for a few months before yeah. you do it, I think it's a We're little bit now. more tolerable for those for those crowd. All in. Show it to me in person. Oh, just please show it to me in person. I'm gonna be there. Am I? We're yeah. all gonna be. There. We're gonna be there. Party okay. time. Party. Uh, next up, we had the AEW Trios Championship as the House of Black took on the Acclaimed. Now, first big takeaway from this was uh, Buddy Matthews was not having it on this night. I And you know what? I don't blame him I don't the blame him <laughs> He's had a rough weekend. Yeah. Because some people take a joke too far. Um, okay, yes, but also... What? Come on now. Oh, Dom's getting a little close. It's not real. I don't know. It's I not feel like, real. Listen. Uh, it's not real. Listen. <laughs> Triple H and Stephanie was a work. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. Uh, um. Oh. Um. We could do the game from Friends. We can. We can name all the people who. Oh, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. People who got close on set. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's okay. That, yeah. Fair enough. But I. It's Dominic Mysterio. Like I love him. He's a cute he, little boy. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Do you want me to set you up? Oh, God, no. He's adorable. Come on. Yeah, but like, all right. I mean, maybe. Look, uh, you know. They're, they're their getting own. cuter every week. The little head Lean nod. The yeah. little touch head thing on yeah. NXT. It's adorable. They're an adorable little couple. And yeah, it's performance. I, um, I know, but uh, <laughs> listen. Listen. I'm not putting on my detective hat here. <laughs> But you never know. I'm looking at some vibes right know. there. Yeah. Hopefully, everything is all well and everybody is happy. But point is, Buddy Matthews was not having it on this show. But also, while he's not having it, if I can just, I might, I, I'm, I don't know because I haven't done the straw poll, but I fear I might be mostly alone in finding Max Caster's raps 
deeply annoying. Like, I just hate them. Mm. I don't think they're funny. I don't think they're good. Other people seem to really like them. I just feel like they're a little bit too referential and it's a bit like, oh, whatever. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, here we go. This is the wrap, whatever, fine. And then a knee comes out of nowhere and yeah. basically decapitates <laughs> the poor guy. So I was like, yes, here we go. I think, I think they're good. That's, I mean, that's I, I mean, some uh, it's kind of hit and miss. I'm every once own. in a while, every once in a while, he has a great one. Right. You know, like it was at like uh, Double or Nothing, I want to say. He came out and he had like a really good mm. rap. And then most of the time it's talking about, you know, White House, maybe politics or yeah. or sports or something like I just that. I don't get it. And it, it's fine. But, like, but every I'm once old. in a while I think it's pretty good. I'm, I'm in my 30s. Maybe I'm not supposed to get the rap hip hop music. Oh, damn. Oh, Dan. Regardless, this uh, this match took place, and I thought it was solid. Yeah, it was. It good. was. I, didn't, I didn't find, like... It's funny, they kind of just absolutely dropped this House of Black Rules thing, House Rule Which thing. Which I think is a shame, because I quite liked it. Yeah, there were, like... There's some creative things. Maybe they just ran out of ideas after, like, two. After that's... it was just, okay, uh, your manager's banned from ringside, and let's have a no-DQ match. Yeah, I think it's possibly that, because there, there were a couple where they just didn't just didn't follow their own rules like yeah. they just like it's a good idea because what else i liked about it was it was a level of confidence from the house of black to yeah. say like we rate ourselves highly enough that you can add a bit of spice to whatever you want and we'll still beat you yeah um it was i don't know it's weird but it's, you know good the match i mean i love brody king running through people yeah. i find it tremendously entertaining i think brody king is it's difficult to say this because there, this is a world in which like Brock Lesnar and Walter and people like that exist. But I think Brody King is at the elite level of Haas wrestlers. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's so much fun to watch. Mm. I he's love ad, this whole child. trio. He's brilliant. Mm. He's a giant bear who can move and he's got an amazing look and he's a good worker. Mm. Can't say enough good about Brody King. Mm. So this match, again, I didn't think was even necessarily terribly different from, like, their Double or Nothing match. Yeah. Like, it was just a solid trios match. And they've been building to this since Double or Nothing. Like, this has been the acclaimed and daddy asses goal since mm -hmm. then. And they had a decent match. Mm -hmm. And Billy Gunn got kicked in the face. Mm -hmm. And he got pinned. Mm -hmm. And then they whispered something to him. And he took off his boots. And his boots said Gun Club. Which means he hasn't gotten new boots in the last year and a half. And I went back and checked. Because, so, we'll finish this bit. And then we'll, I'll, I'll talk about why. He takes off his boots, heavily implying that daddy ass Billy Gunn is retiring after like 33 years or something. 34 years in the business. And he goes up the, the ramp as the acclaimed are like, what? No. And everybody's going, No. And that's the segment. Mm. I so okay on the boots. I went back and looked. Uh, he was wearing them last week. I thought I wondered because I had read about this angle before watching the episode. Right. So I was like interested in how it was all playing out and trying to see whether or not it was legit, whether or not it was a work, whatever. So I was looking. For, I was trying to put on my Professor Layton detective glasses and like figure out which of the um, bits and bobs there were gun club boots i was like well maybe it's a little nod to his his kids in his sure. final match ever so i went back and watched last rampage he was wearing them as well so it, it literally is you just he just doesn't change boots. Like, boots. hey <laughs> they're fine you know they're um, really gone you can get another pair of boots come pro on probably could um but then also um nigel mcginnis at the beginning of the match was talking about how billy gunn is holding the acclaimed back um and and how actually uh it, it's uh, he's like a lead weight around their necks and stuff like that and i was like oh that's interesting to hear 
at the start of this match because that leads me to think that maybe this is all part of an angle. Um, and then I thought, it's such an interesting, um, I, I liked it, by the way, either way. Um, I'm just trying to find the, the best way to describe it, which is that it's either a really interesting angle or a really touching moment. So basically, like you had Black and Buddy sit, each saying something to Gunn. They sort of like whispered, and then and then as they were leaving, Buddy said something as well. And you can imagine it's that time on tradition of saying thank you for mm. laying down for us on, sure. on your way out. Um, you could, um, you know, Gun Club on the boots was maybe a thing. The way he was getting emotional as the crowd saw what was happening, they were all chanting, "You still got it!" Like he looked legitimately emotional because yes, he does still have it. He's actually. You know, I think he's still good. I think he can still go. This is a guy who you don't think define go. I think in a in, this context, in, a, in a trios match, yeah, he's inoffensive, and I think he's got sure. stuff to sell. I think he's got as in, as in he he. I don't think he is a leadway. I think he can add to the moment. I think mm. he's a good presence as a legend who can still contribute in this scenario. I mean, if Sting can do it, I think Darby Allen. All right, Darby Allen. I think Sting is much better than. Billy Gunn. You think? I think right, so. Personally. Fair enough. Um, and that might just be doing less for more. Maybe. You know? But, but effective in that way. Maybe yeah. so. Um, either way, I thought the way if if this the way Anthony Bowens was selling it as well, because there was a lot of shots of Anthony yes. Bowens that were quite quite emotional. If it's a real retirement, then it was a really touching segment for someone on their way out. If it's a story, it was an effective beat in that story. Mm -hmm. So I was like, interesting. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see where this goes because I don't necessarily know where the House of Black is going to go next in the this, sense this that... This felt finished. Yes, this felt finished. Obviously, they have the Andrade El Idolo thing. They're doing a ladder match next week with Andrade <laughs> and Buddy Matthews over yes. Andrade's mat. Which next week is going to be so good! That should be... <laughs> phenomenal between that and the tag match it should be a great show i wish so i was crazy. reviewing that one as well but it will kind of depend on like is roosh gonna resign mm. because andrade currently doesn't have any partners to challenge for the trios title so you'd have to involve them in some way but Lord knows an LFI versus House of Black match would just go incredibly hard yeah. and i would very much like to see it so who knows but this, for the moment, House of Black and the Acclaimed appears to be finito. Yeah. So, we move on. Our final match that we have to discuss here was the women's match of the show, which, according to Twitter, was Taya Valkyrie versus Sky Blue's ass. And um, can Twitter just, like, not? It's not even them. It's other, other. So, when I do my research for the show, I like to watch the show, make my notes, and then go and read other people's reviews just to get the kind of... And there are some people who are in their literal written reviews, just like... Objectifying. Yeah, look, yeah. she's got an ass and it's quite a nice one, but can you just leave her to it? She's yeah. a professional doing her job. You don't talk about everyone else's bodies. Ricky Stark's got a well fit. Like, mm -hmm. he's trim as f. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting thirsty and swearing. Talk about that. Like, ugh. yeah. Um, but yeah, but also that, that in and of itself. So, you accidentally pressed on a thing I have here, which oh, is, I'm not alone in talking about the, no. the weaknesses of um, women's presentation in AEW. Um, and I don't necessarily mean the weakness in the story, although that is all that is present as well. I just mean we had this one match and we had a quick recap of Willow and Athena earlier on, which like I haven't seen that match yet, but I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to watching it. But basically that was a pat on our back for putting, you know, these two women in the main event of an ROH show. And it's like you don't get to pat yourself on the back if you're not also the point of of pushing for equality, the point of feminism, the point of trying to elevate women alongside men is that it becomes unremarkable. Right. Like 
it, I, I think I saw a stat that said like, oh, there hasn't been a women's main event in WWE for ages. But it doesn't matter anymore because we've had loads of them on pay-per-views, I mean. like mm -hmm. Because we have arrived at the point where, and I, you know, not, not to claim that WWE's booking of its women's division has been any better, right? But we had Bianca and Sasha in the main event of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. um, and that for me was unremarkable. It just was. Yes. Right. So it's like the point of, of it was earned. It wasn't yeah. a publicity thing. Nope. It was just, yeah, that's yeah. the biggest match. That's going to be the main event. And, and that's the thing. I think you could quite, I mean, if the build had been better, you could have made a better argument for Rhea and Charlotte being the main event of this WrestleMania. Precisely. It's not about trying to shoehorn anybody in. It's just trying to make it unremarkable. That's the goal here. And in this company in this division they just don't get the same spotlight i was genuinely concerned for a second that the main women's involvement in this show was going to be the willow and athena package <laughs> i was like uh-oh but so i was pleased that we got this match and then i want to give them credit uh, i i was pleased that um we have a development that is not related to the women's title or the tvs mm -hmm. title it appears to just be Taya Valkyrie calling out Britt Baker and saying, we're both good wrestlers, let's have a go. Yes. The sliding German that Taya did was really great. The um, uh, the the stomp is, I can't remember if it's got a name, but the stomp is brutal and I love it. I think it was a shame that Sky Blue seemed to be on a bit of an upward trajectory uh, and her work is getting better and she's kind of stomped out here a little bit, you know, whatever. But I think speaking to the point of the sort of confusion in the division is that literally like last week, Taya Valkyrie was... A, ba a baby face calling out Tony Storm and now she's a heel and it's like you're filling in the character you, you, you're being what you need to be because we've got a little gap in the roster and we mm. need you to do it and it's like you have the talent on your roster use it and and I, I think that's just my little bugbear about it mm -hmm. um, and so it's not helped by fans focusing purely on <laughs> Sky Blue's physical assets no no it, as it, impressive it as they are and yes I looked as well okay it's just we don't need to talk about it all the time yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I thought this was a solid little match. I do like very much that Sky Blue is, she has come up on the roster totem pole yeah. to a point where now I see a match graphic like this pop up and I'm like, not a foregone conclusion that she's mm. going to lose. Yeah. At any point now, I'm like, well, she won those matches and she's doing well for herself lately. She's not just like the signed enhancement talent yes. that you know is going to be a big star later but has taken their losses now type person mm -hmm. now there's actually a chance that mm -hmm. at any given time they could actually have a big win i like that a lot and obviously this wasn't the night for sky blue mm -hmm. but i don't think we'll be waiting that long because she is getting better i think she's got incredible star quality mm -hmm. but Maybe not right now. Mm. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Like you said, Ty Valkyrie called out Britt Baker after the match. Uh, they're going to wrestle next week. It'll probably be quite good. <laughs> and I have yeah. realized that I skipped a segment. So very quickly, FTR oh, came out for a promo uh, earlier in the show. And FTR came out for a promo. And this was, this was an interesting promo. It was. Because this, to me, was really where I thought New Jersey was just on one. They were. We didn't mention in the main event, but at some point... Section 105, I believe, just started chanting for themselves, and the rest of the building was chanting for them to shut the F up. Don't do that. <laughs> if you go to a show, don't do it. Listen, I will argue with people about the chants regarding the wrestling, whether you want to chant, we want tables, do mm -hmm. the what chant, mm -hmm. whatever. 
If you want to interact with the show in a way that suits you, you paid your money, and I may not agree with it, but that is your right. Yeah. If you go there and chant the name of your section, actually eat a dick. Yeah, like, do, <laughs> do one. Just do like, one. It's the same as the the the, the beach ball. Yeah. Me. It's just like, it's, 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 it, I think the crucial word there is engaging with the show. Yeah. Because like if you're chanting... Um, uh, there are chants I hate that are positive. Like, this sure. is awesome. I feel like it's overused. I feel like you deserve it. It's overused. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, you are engaging with yeah. the show. And the We Want Tables thing was hilarious that in Blood and Guts, people are falling on them. Um, on like tax and glass and people are like we want tables and it's like okay but like also i get it because i want tables too sure and engaging with the show is is what we want but this promo segment was where the crowd was really just going off because they were booing like everything they kept mentioning hartford connecticut because that's where the tag title match <laughs> is going to take place and every mention of hartford got booed so i don't know if new jersey devils fans are still holding a grudge over the whalers or something like that i don't know what the deal with with hartford was they didn't like Hartford and they were talking about MJF and Adam Cole and cash gets on the mic first. And he says the best thing that the devil ever did was convince you that he didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Adam Cole, don't trust MJF. You should know that he's going to turn blah, blah, blah. We know it from personal experience in the pinnacle that MJF is not to be trusted. Mm -hmm. It's there, which apparently is real life heat. That, really yeah apparently the pinnacle was not uh well liked uh in the huh. inner group and stuff like apparently there's heat over it is like mjf would uh want to more or less be the one talking mm. i can't imagine why quite but like actually. there were people who were just like why isn't tully blanchard talking for mm. us he's our manager and mjf's like no me and there was heat but regardless scandal conflammer and drama yeah. I, I remember hearing things at yeah. the time as well that like there were people in the groups mm -hmm. at the time where it's like, oh, so this is just an MJF Jericho feud. Right. And that's what the people care about. They don't care yeah. about the rest of it. Anyway, anyway, Pretty they nice. have this promo and Dax, Dax, I usually find is a very good promo. And there were definitely moments in this promo that I thought were, were good as well. Cause he told the story about how he had to go and get a job when he was a kid mm -hmm. and people and kids kept coming into his job, making fun of him because he had to work and they were privileged and whatever. And if he, he, all he wanted to do, his dream was just to go around and sock one of them in the mouth and, sh and give him an ass kicking. And he never did that. And he's going to take out that anger and that frustration on MJF and Adam Cole. Cause they're those same privileged people that needed to get an ass kick and never got one of their lives. All that good stuff is, you know, I, I, I like Dax's promos. Uh, he was a little flustered. I think this crowd kind of took him off uh, game just because, you know, they kept cheering MJF and Adam Cole and FTR are supposed to be baby faces. You know, they were baby faces last time I checked, but they're getting cheered and they're cutting a very angry promo on MJF and Adam Cole and everybody's chanting for the double clothesline. And Dax is like, yeah, him, I yeah, like I like the double clothesline, yeah. And then would try and get back to his promo, but was kind of seeming to lose the momentum a little bit of what he was trying to say with the passion that he had. So maybe not the best outing for an FTR promo, yeah. but I liked their video package beforehand yes. where they were like, this is the best tag team in the world. Yeah. Look at our tag team champions. They're amazing. Look at all these teams they've beaten. I think that was great. I think them putting over the fact that they take tag team wrestling seriously and you've got Adam Cole and MJF who have treated this whole thing as a joke. Yeah. I think that is a very good thing here. But there was just a step off having to do with the crowd in this promo segment in particular. Mm. I think um, it was an effective promo. I think that, I think you're right. The setting was what got it a little bit yeah. confused. Because for me, the um, idea of uh, 
Dax. So, okay, so we've seen a few wrestlers get flustered by promos recently. Sure. In, over on the WWE side, I talked about Finn Balor getting yep. thrown by Seth Song. Whoa. Yeah, which was is irritating when you're yeah. in the ring, but it kind of you need to be able to respond to that. And I kind of I kind of gave him a little bit of uh, a hard time for it. Here, I think Dax tried to respond, and I and I appreciate that he tried to respond, but then bring it back to the promo. I think the real skill is using that in the promo, right? Because the, the, what they were saying was actually quite really effective, which is essentially what we were talking about earlier on, MJF and Adam Cole are working us as well, like that we're buying into this. So when he's saying like, don't, Adam, I'm trying to appeal to you directly. Don't, you know, get, don't get it twisted. This guy's a bad guy. He's also saying that to us. And then meanwhile, Dax is saying, we also give a, an ass about these titles. We really care. We want these, we fight for these. And um, you guys just sort of riding this wave of luck in a way. Mm. And that's true as well, because yeah. they absolutely are. They are. And um, they, they got this tag title shot by beating a bunch of makeshift teams. Yeah. So I, if this if this promo took place backstage, I, I, I'm always a fan of some backstage promos. I'm always a fan of that sit down Rock Austin kind of interview. Yep. I love those. Maybe if that took place there, this would have been a little bit more focused. Um, however, I think ultimately this promo for me was effective because it sets up the match next week and I want to see MJF go hard mm -hmm. and win this match to prove himself to Adam Cole to continue this storyline along the way. Absolutely. There is a, there are, I'll, I'll, I'll follow your lead and you can book it however you want, Tony, like you do you, but I, I kind of see that as a really satisfying answer to this promo because what this promo did say was a very true and very effective wrinkle in that story. So for me, it really worked, and I'm looking forward to the match. So much, so much. Ooh, I was very hyped when I saw the end of uh, the the show previous, where they had their their stare down, and it was it was real, mm. just real graps, just heated, real life tension being blown off, and in, in in some wrestling. Yeah. Love to see that. That's that's mm. Mm, that's that good stuff. Big fan. Big fan. So that pretty much brings the yeah. review section of our AEW uh, Collision, almost called it a different show, AEW Collision review to a close here. We're going to read out the rest of your oh, no mega chats here. Uh, so make sure this is the final call. Ding, 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 ding. Make sure you get any last ones in WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. And we will be reading out all of the $5 ones and above before the end of the show, which is going to be very soon. Riga says, personally, I think Punk going heel and MJF face is the perfect lead up to MJF Punk 3 because I'd love to see that rematch with them on opposite moral sides to the original. MJF is beloved like old Punk and Punk is now the Cena and this time MJF wins. It's such an interesting... Oh, that's I didn't even think of that wrinkle. The idea that they're both... What if you, you could get a moment of like a repeat of the of the kiss but holding right? the AEW belt and replace that picture in everyone's memory yeah. that's really something yeah i like that i mean i i go back i think the the year of mjf uh booking that uh, adam did over on parts fun known mm. is uh, one of the better ones that he's done and that he, is saying because he's quite good at he's it. very good so i i think it's one of his best mm. and i love it's become a head cannon that i want the first interaction between mjf and CM Punk mm. to be them getting in the ring and MJF grabbing the mic and just saying, I'm so disappointed in you. Oh, oh because nothing's worse. <laughs> nothing's worse. <laughs> 
the parallel of the first promo, everything would be great. Mm. Anyway, a uh, couple have been missed from the AEW Dynamite review from last week. Classic so very classic unacceptable uh e-l-t-r-m-z says have a money thank you very much we should and william rosmer says all in the greatest surprise coming out of last night was a statlander uh was that statlander is still with (laughs) his friends yeah it's news to me but hey hey let's long-term storytelling yeah ltst yeah they haven't broken up why would they be apart uh, Alba218 says, I want, what I want is MJF and Cole to lose to FTR, but choose to stay friends. Then MJF and Punk feud heading into All Out, and then after MJF retains, Cole turns on him. So we have a sympathetic Max versus Cole embracing his heel side. First Ultra Chat, love y'all guys. Uh, hashtag jam that jam. That's Thank a you good very way much. Of, that's a good way of doing it all, actually, is to have them lose, but still stay friends. I think that I hadn't even thought of that as a possibility. Yeah. In my head, there was a turn or nothing. So yeah. um, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that you can do with these sort of things to just stretch. stretch it's getting the, the most out. because because I, you don't want things to overstay their welcome, but also you don't want to to throw money away. And well, this is it, money. Right? Like, like you know. all I've seen over the last like two three weeks has just been like, don't have one of these guys turn on each other. I want to see these guys in segments yeah. forever. They're yes. they're amazing. Mm. You know. So if they drag this out a little bit longer just and to keep it good, they look yeah. like they're having fun, don't they? Yeah. It's that thing of oh my god. I mean, I MJF is probably my favorite wrestler i was in, thinking about the this entire today. country at the moment like yeah. I, I love i love him i love his work i love what he does holistically all over my favorite thing i've seen mjf do in a really long time was quote tweet someone's fan art and just write love this i saw that and i was like oh my you don't like mjf didn't do this because and, and then when you said it earlier on that he's just this is why I don't trust people. That breaks mm-hmm. my little heart. Yeah. Because that's so effective. I love him and I love this storyline and I would like it to carry on. Yeah. 100%. He's also like one of he's the so smart. Sm- he's one of the smartest workers so in right. the entire business he's so right smart. now. And he's so, he thinks about everything. Yeah. It's so, I mean, like, it's it, sometimes in, in uh, other companies, they aren't allowed to use it in that full way. We see the Zack Ryder treatment, sure. right? He, he is so smart about using smart wrestling fans he's smart about using appealing to casual fans appealing to local fans using social media in a way he's so clever he does it so well even just the most baseline just working Mm. in the ring where he gets the biggest pops of the show by doing a tope yeah a double clothesline we didn't get a chance to talk about this Uh, a tope suicida since 2016 has been every cue for a commercial break in every television show ever and he got a holy chance sorry to do another swear jenna but he did it was so good but the other thing that makes him so good is that he when he's playing full heel i as much as i love him as much as i rate him i still want to boo him that for me is the more effective part of anything because it's even even the smart people want to boo him yeah he's he's brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant riga's back saying fantasy booking cole and mjf win the tag titles but lose them in a three-way with ftr and bullet club gold bullet club gold wins stealing it from ftr cole and max can fall out and ftr can chase the titles getting revenge going through gun club and ultimately beat bullet club gold nice way to i mean i'm not gonna complain about more <laughs> no. No, no, i have enjoyed them if you have a big uh if you have like a big main event planned I think you could do Cole and MJF win the tag titles, drop them at like all in mm-hmm. and have Will Ospreay versus 
Kenny three or, yeah, that'd or be main event. something yeah. be the main event. So you can get away with not having the, the world, world championship title. on the line and have that be your nice little like three, four week run mm. as tag ch- tag team champions, Adam Cole and MJF. That's very smart. Cause also, cause not forgetting all out. Yeah. You could have a world title match there instead. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, you know, that's yeah. very that's very smart. William Rosmer says, with Taya specifically calling Sky a homegrown talent dismissively, what are the odds of her joining the outcast? I don't need to see it. Uh, I don't really need to see it. I think either. I think they're fine as a three. Yeah, I also don't need to see like all of the women's stories just kind of conglomerated yeah. into one outcast. Because I know I went on my little diatribe earlier on, but I, I they have, like I said, they've got the depth. I think that's why. Like, they did it with, I haven't seen the match yet, but by all accounts Willow Athena was so good. Yeah. So it's like, the and I, I every time I, even Willow and Ruby was put on in a really difficult spot last week because they had to follow the Iron Man, mm-hmm. essentially, match. The, the hour-long, two-hour, three-falls match. Um, but the work they did was fine. I think a lot of people really liked it, but it was in a, it was in a difficult spot on the card. Mm-hmm. So I anything to give more time and space to the women rather than lumping them all into one. Yeah. Charles Berg has been a member for 26 months in a row. Like, I am a walking thesaurus, <laughs> Dan. Scott Aren't you Carpenter. good for it? <laughs> Scott Carpenter is back uh, saying Philadelphia over all the swamps in New Jersey, but as well, <laughs> the arena was packed, even non hard cam side. So I guess it's just a Canada issue, <sighs> Tempest. I mean, that sort of town hall they performed in in Regina was quite something versus Listen, this. I'm not going to say it's going to be a giant building when you're going to Regina, Saskatchewan. They People in the comments called me out because I said it was a it was a reasonable size, like small town or whatever. And they were like, there's loads of people who live here. They were like, 256,000. And I was like, babe, I'm from London. There's 7 million over here. Yeah. Like, I Manchester, was gonna, Manchester, I was, Birmingham, millions yeah, of people. I was shocked when I heard that they were going to go to like Saskatchewan for yeah. a TV. But I like it because it's, yeah, it's, it's bringing cool. it to a new frontier. Bret Hart won the title for the first time in Saskatchewan. Oh, you know, God, they love that. Like he, they love Bret Hart. Anything, any way they can shoehorn Bret Hart into the show. Yeah, hundred percent. Big fans. Uh, Juan Prez has been a member for twenty-two months in a row. Saying LIW for life. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hunty Bun says, Hi, first time Ultra Chatter and longtime Patreon backer. Was at the show with my fiance and had an incredible time. Ran into Big Bill in the elevator and he was delightful. Thank you all for what you do at Wrestle Talk. It's helped me through some very dark days. Thank you very much, Hunty Buns. Thank hope you. you had a very good time at the show. Uh, and I, sounds hope, like- uh, I hope Bill um, was polite and, and pressed your button for you. Yes. That's I hope he was indeed big. I hope it wasn't uh, false advertising. William Rosmer says, first, Ollie praises Bob Iger in the news. Then Dan doesn't like the acclaimed reps. <laughs> That's two heel turns today by Russell Talk staff. A sad, sad day indeed. Lol. Also, I put in an ultra chat on Thursday near the end of the show that I don't think has been read. Uh, I think we, I think we got one, it. Yeah, we I got, we got, got it now. I yeah. think we got it. Uh, <laughs> we, I called Ollie out on Bob Iger, by the way, earlier on, because he was like, I don't know why people are yeah. at me. And I was like, let me tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're, you're from closer to this uh, part of the the world. Uh, how, how do you pronounce that? Efa. Efa. Thank Aoife. you. I've seen that Irish name. Names. Yeah, I know it's an Irish name. Yeah. I am Irish. I should be better than I am. I don't know if this is a pun. Like if you if like if this is your name, it's lovely. But Efa Cassidy, because yeah. you know Eva Cassidy. Yeah. Efa Cassidy is a great name. Um, but yeah, Efa. Irish names are brilliant because my one of my uh, closest friends is uh, Irish. Um, I'm actually quite good at these. Yeah. So we could play a game later on. Wait until I show you how to spell. Um. Uh, so there's Kiva, 
there's 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 um, I have an ex. Uh, yeah, Siobhan. <laughs> I I have an ex named uh, Kaylee, and it's it's spelled with a D. With D's nature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all yeah. they're great. Love them all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Eva Cassidy says, to be fair, Hartford deserves to be booed. It sucks. I say this as someone going to see the Hartford show and it and, and is also in Hartford right now. Well, is, you know better than we do. There apparently. is something about, um, this is, I don't think that this is what was happening here, but there is something about people when they announce a, show, a, a match is going to take place and it's going to happen next week. And they're kind of like, oh man. Like, well, yeah. They're, they're, I understand people being like, but I want to see that yeah. match. I paid for this show now. Yeah, give it to me. But it was specifically like, yeah, and you know Hartford, boom! It's like being in Manchester and you know hyping Liverpool. Like we don't want to be there for it. Sure, I just never knew anybody felt so strongly about Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> well, even the people from Hartford apparently feel yeah, strongly. Clearly. About it. <laughs> and the last one, I believe, NS Ogre's been a member for 23 months in a row, saying, "I think MJF will somewhere down the line say that the tag thing was just so he didn't have to defend the world title." Honestly, you could use that. I think it may have like started that way, mm. you know. But I don't know where they're going to take this. Uh, yeah. This here. Uh, segment, this promo, this this whole feud, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I'm going to quickly check what the final tally oh, is yes. on our poll. What did you think of this show? Oh, so smooth. I wish you guys could see everything. We've got 77% up. 77% up. 22% mid. 20% mid. 1% down. Yeah, I think I, I align with that. I think it was a good show. Yeah. It it's, it's an interesting one. We talked about it upstairs. Collision is sort of... Um, it's not got massive talking points out of it. There's a lot of simmering going on in, mm -hmm. in Collision. I don't see that as a bad thing. I no. like it. Yeah. Gives me some long wrestling yeah. matches, and I like those. Thank you very much, of course, for checking out this AEW Collision Review podcast here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast channel. Make sure that you've given this video a like. Make sure that you subscribe and enable notifications for Wrestle Talk Podcast channel. We are going to be back tomorrow yeah, with the Raw boy. podcast. Still you and I. Still you and not? me. Yeah, you and I, back again. We're doubling down. Never been on a podcast together, and we're, we're racking two them days in a row. Lucky you. Look at me. I don't no, work one day. Oh, I do. I do. I'm not supposed to <laughs> no, be here. You shaded at me. I was no. Like, no. You're, you're lovely. I love <laughs> doing podcasts with you. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Anywho, thank you very much, of course, for watching. I hope you enjoyed. Leave us a comment down below with what you thought of AEW Collision. Let us know what you think of Hartford, Connecticut, and we will see you <laughs> next week. Bye-bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.